Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hi, this is John J.P. Podlasic of Game Dev Advice. I'm a 30-year veteran of the game development industry and have a podcast where I interview artists, animators, programmers, designers, CEOs, and all different types of people that work in the game development industry. Whether you're an aspiring or an experienced game developer, you'll find useful, thought-provoking, and sometimes funny advice on the podcast. So check it out. This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast network. Hey, yeah, you. Did you know that Arcast is on Patreon? Go check out patreon.com slash Arcast for ways to help out the show and get some sweet perks in return. It could be something small, such as our $1 tier to show your support. Or join one of our higher tiers to get a shout-out, pick an episode topic, or even be a part of the show as a special guest. Even just sharing our show to your friends goes a long way. Once again, that's patreon.com slash Arcast. Thanks for helping us, and keep it retro. What's up, Argonauts, and welcome to another Retro Gaming Podcast. This is episode 31 of Arcast Mini, and I am here with Adam Tierney and Bannon Rudis, who are the game directors for River City Girls. So how's it going there, guys? Pete, how are you doing? Pretty good. Doing good, doing good. And um, I figure we'll have you guys on here to talk about your recent release, River City Girls, uh, but also about the Kunio Kun franchise, since we are a Retro Gaming Podcast, and definitely want to know our roots here. Um, so I figure, like, with, with River City Girls, uh, since it just came out, uh, how has, like, the, the reception been after launch? It's been really good. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we we definitely took it in a very distinct direction um, that feels pretty unlike anything of, like, the past previous 50 games in the series. And so, you know, we knew that, that uh, this was the style of game we wanted to do and the type of humor and the type of, like, character redesigns. But it's really satisfying to see people... Uh, latching onto it and really digging kind of the approach we took because whenever you take a brand and like really reinvent it to the degree that we are with this, you are going out on a ledge and it's, and you know, you don't know until you actually unveil it what the public's going to think. Right. I mean, especially with the redesigns too, because um, obviously like, the Kunio Kun franchise has like, it's, it's like distinct style to it. Um, so what was, I guess, like the reaction, I guess, internally a way forward um, as far as like the art direction and just like the overall, um, just kind of the um, the pixel work, basically, like with the characters and the stages and all that. Everybody here was was pretty excited from the beginning. So the way that we structured it is Bannon and I worked on the game in, for a few months in sort of like a pre-dev capacity. So we were figuring out what the characters would look like with our artist Priscilla. We were figuring out the story, the bosses, the persona. And then once that was all kind of like, you know, put together and we were ready to start full production, we would bring on the full crew. And yeah, they they were really excited. There's a lot of, you know, kind of fresh faces on this, a lot of younger programmers and artists and they all helped bring their own style to it. But yeah, like you said, it's it's interesting because, you know, 50 plus games in this series over 30 years, most of them in Japan, and the last few still look like the NES style of like the second or third game. So, you know, 
recreate like coming up with like a brand new art style for the characters brand new pixel style you know personality storytelling all that um it was really interesting and, and arc system works who owns the brand was really on board they just really kind of got what we were going for and and let us run with it you know huge thanks to them for that for not telling us no 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 you got to stick with those kind of nes style sprites they really let us go wild that's great though yeah i mean like it really paid off honestly as far as like uh, setting it aside from like the other games and um you know, I was kind of curious about that too. Since since you did decide to go, you know, go with like that different style, uh, were there any other like influences aside from any of the Kunio Kun games before it um, that you know that resulted in the style that you got with River City Girls? Style was more kind of just like looking at artists that we liked online and just saying, "Do your thing." And so, you know, the sprites are by this amazing pixel artist named Hunter Russell. The backgrounds were uh, uh, by a lot of people, but the style came from this artist uh, named Wanila. And so it's kind of looking at like people that we were associated with or friends of friends who had interesting styles and saying just like, hey, let's run with that. Can we use that for our game? Same thing with like Megan, uh, Megan McDuffie on the incredible music. Um, so yeah, it wasn't like we didn't start out by saying, hey, let's go flat shaded with the characters. Hey, let's go you know, this particular animation style or this particular rendering style. It was just being inspired by some of these artists that we were kind of associated with um, tangentially and then getting them on board and just letting them do their thing. In the pixels that you can see, like when Kyoko and Masako run around, they still kind of hold their hands in that classic style. When they get hit, they kind of have the googly eyes. So it's like, it is a new style, but it is still paying homage to right. the old style yeah especially our lead animator k was really methodical on that so even like the the three git hits that most people do if you compare them to the old nes sprites and the way their googly eyes are, are uh googly eyes are and the way they change directions and the way they're facing and stuff it's almost a one-to-one -one some of these things so there's a lot of kind of like uh under the hood nostalgia in there the little bit of trivia their heads actually do line up exactly like the the heads of the original R rcr games the characters were about like two and a half heads big but our characters are about you know they're like three times the size but their heads are still the same size right so it was easy to line those up so it, it kept like proportional even though like the you know the overall like i guess like size of body parts and all that is is, is different for your characters then yeah 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 very cool and um like mentioned too like about like um you know about like cameos and all that and like you know there's certainly a lot of like uh you know a lot of cameos in this game and a lot of like uh just references to the old kunio kun games uh certainly with um you know with, with some of the boss characters who you come across and also um a couple of things i mentioned too um you know having the, the the double dragons billy and jimmy lee as like the shopkeepers as well um or at least for uh for like learning new moves off of is pretty cool and um also like the fact that uh there was the uh the hidden shop which was like un like in that under the bridge area whatever they have to find by like pressing up against the wall <laughs> was uh was, like, was definitely a nice touch too I mean, it's a river city game it's got to have the secret tunnel shop yeah <laughs> exactly yeah and um to go back to also to billy and jimmy lee um it's pretty cool that you had um had like the game grumps actually voicing them um as well as like you know having other people like jack septicai like in there to round up the voice cast what was i guess like the thinking when like um when like casting like so some of these characters and getting like the the people who who you did in order to like voice these characters it was like the the casting was really extensive on the game and christina v um who's a very well-known uh, voice actress she does most of the casting and direction for way forward projects including this one so most of that came from her um we used some more of like kind of the influencers or youtubers or people that had like a you know kind of their own little following for 
some of the cameos for the shopkeepers just because there was only a couple of lines of dialogue. So a lot of them are just friends of ours from previous games and previous productions. But, you know, it was really, at the end of the day, we really just wanted to pick who would be the best voice for every character. And so, um, you know, when you play with uh, the main girls, Masako and Kyoko, uh, Kaylee and Kira uh, voiced them and, you know, just really blew us away. And then the same thing, like you mentioned, Jack Septicai um, voicing Godai. We knew he was going to be a weird character. We wanted somebody with like a very louder than life, like big, aggressive, yet friendly kind of voice. And so Jack just made sense for that. And yeah, so everything was always like that. Like, you know, whether we were targeting somebody who, uh, hey, it'd be great to get this person for it, or whether we did like more of an open casting and we listened to, you know, dozens of actors going for the role. It was always about what would sound like those characters in the way that we were writing them. Yeah. And like having Jacksepticeye play as Goda, like basically just living in like a trash dumpster pretty much like the entire time. <laughs> yeah. uh, felt like a perfect fit, honestly. So it was a good choice in that end. Yeah. And I think like, like with the game rooms, it was, you know, Danny and Aaron have this amazing kind of like shtick on their show of like Danny's the more thoughtful kind of Zen character. And then Aaron is always, you know, very, uh, you know, kind of like louder than life and, and very like, uh, uh, uh yeah, yeah, verbose. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, it, you know, they, I thought that would be funny, you know, the way they play off each other. Like, the, you look at, like, some of the, the influencers, some of the people that are doing, like, YouTube playthroughs, mm-hmm. and they're like comedy troops. They're like Abbott and Costello of, like, you know, the new the new century. So I like that we were able to tap into um, people that, that had a following like them and ProZD and, and, um, and get them to voice characters that were just so brought to life in just amazing ways by having their voices. <laughs> and uh, to build off of that, too, uh, whose idea was it to add Aaron and uh, Ross also um, as like cameos? Like, in, like, it's like early in the game, I know, like where they're sitting down, like they're like drawing and all that. Well, that was uh, KR main animator. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I'm guessing just like through like personal friendships and all that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Kay, Kay is, uh, most of the animations you see in this game are by this incredible animator named Kay, who we hired on this project. And he had a previous relationship uh, uh, with Ross and, and Aaron, you know, they're all animators together. And so he put them in there as an homage. And there's actually a, quite a bit of that, like you won't notice it specifically, because a lot of them are just, you know, people from around way forward. But usually whenever you see somebody that looks a little bit out of place or like, hey, that character looks a little more unique than like most of the NPCs. Right. It's usually somebody who works at way forward or is a friend of ours. Nice, nice. And um, from like each of you, too, I was kind of curious, like, what is your favorite, um, you know, just like Kunio Kun reference, I guess, in River City Girls, just from your own personal standpoint? Mine would actually be the fact that you can catch items or you can catch weapons that are thrown, mm. mainly because of the dodgeball in the game. Right. <laughs> so if you do press block, the moment that thing is about to hit you, you will catch it. And that is my homage to the old dodgeball game. <laughs> nice, nice. I I liked uh, well I'll, I'll pick I'll cheat I'll cheat and I'll pick two and Bannon can pick a second one if you can. <laughs> okay. yeah so basically two things one the reason this game exists is because of the curb stop uh, move because <laughs> I when I saw that in the Super Famicom game these like very skinny scrawny looking girls just curb stomping the crap <laughs> out of like you know Japanese gangsters that's what made me fall in love with this version with with Masako and Kyoko and that's kind of what got us wanting to pitch the game. And then I was more of a double dragon nut when I grew up. And so 
early, early in development, we knew that we would have uh, the the vanishing mask gag from Burnov. Oh, and right. So, <laughs> I think the whole reason he's there and the whole reason for that entire quest is for that one little gag of bringing that animation back. Yeah, yeah. No, I could totally agree with that, actually, because um, I remember seeing that. I was like, yes, they did it. They did the thing. <laughs> Some people have complained about the chain weapon in the game. Because they're like, yeah, it hits at such a weird angle. I was like, yeah, because it hit at such a weird angle in Double Dragon. Yeah. Mm, so it's on purpose then, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it hits at a weird kind of like just downwards, like awkward angle. But I was like, that's how they did in Double Dragon. Yeah, it's just like the hit detection is just like a bit off. But that, that, that's also like what made it like so good, too. So I mean, you, yep. know, you can't fault it for that. So <laughs> You're just like hitting people in their ankles and shins. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool, very cool. Um, so to get into like the Kunio Kun franchise itself then, um, what was the first introduction that you both had to it? It would have been, I don't remember Renegade. I don't remember playing that at the time or, or the Japanese version of that. But um, so for me, it was definitely either River City Ransom or possibly Dodgeball. I remember playing both of those quite a bit on NES. Mm. I think Renegade at the roller rink. But then it came, yeah, it was River City Ransom and Dodgeball. And it's funny when you when you look now, so like as we started to kind of, you know, do deeper dives on the Japanese versions of all these, um, it's funny because the the version of what became Renegade for us is so funny in Japan. It's like this 20-minute game where you have Kunio, his friend Hiroshi, who's in our game, gets his ass kicked. And then mm-hmm. Kunio runs in basically saying, I'll kill all of you. And then you just fight with people and do a boss battle. And it just ha- happens over and over. And it's just, <laughs> you know, the idea of just Hiroshi is just this punching bag of an excuse to, you know, trigger these fights. It's 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 a very funny, interesting, weird little game structure in that very first Kunio game. Yeah. And it was very clear, too, that, that that was like the, I don't know, like first time really trying to figure out like what the Kunio Kun franchise was going to be. I guess like before really that the idea of it being a franchise came to pass. Yeah, so much of the mechanics that are not just from the Kunio Kun series, but for brawlers in general, started with that very first game that that you know was called Renegade over here. If you play it now or if you watch it, it's like it's all there, the running and the grabbing and the attacking on the ground and the grabs and the throws, and I think they even have wall jumps. It's like they do, it's yeah. crazy how much of the modern brawler gameplay was sort of invented for that one arcade game initially. Yeah. I mean, it got so many things right, because I do remember playing Renegade on the NES, actually, um, like, around when it first came out. And um, I remember liking it enough, but, like, I think um, I think when I played it, I, I then played River City Ransom shortly afterward, and it didn't really click in my mind that they were from the same franchise. <laughs> like, right, right. you know, and I think a lot of that was, was just purely because of, of the visual style difference between the two. Um, but, uh, it, you know, it, it, it was really cool to see, like, how Renegade kind of, like, paved the way for that. And, like, once it kind of locked down, like, what that, you know, what that visual style for these games is going to be, then that's when it really had its own identity, really. What's up, everybody? My name's Garrett Morlang. Hey, everybody. I'm JJ Prudhomme. And we are the Super Gamer Boys. And we are the preeminent video game podcast in the entire world. We are trying to take over the world with all of our comedy, with news and whatnot. And we are so excited to be members of the HP Video Game Podcast Network. Yes, we bring you uh, all the news you want to know every week. We bring you movie reviews, game reviews, uh, and all the goofs you want to hear. So come check us out every Wednesday on your favorite podcast service. As 
far as like with um, with a tie into like Double Dragon, um, like one thing a lot of people might not know, uh, you know, also is that the uh, creator Yoshihisa Kishimoto uh, also started a Double Dragon franchise along with the Kunio Kun franchise. Like, hence why you have all the Double Dragon references, um, you know, like involved in the games. Um, so, like from like the older games, anyway. Since obviously you like the Double Dragon games, there, Adam. Um, was was there like a Double Dragon reference or Double Dragon, I guess, like inclusion in any of the Kunio Kun games before? Uh, that you particularly liked or that really came to mind to you? And they always kind of overlapped a little bit. And like, you know, a, a Bobo would show up in games like Bannon did the underground game before and he played a pretty big role in that. Right. But like, um, yeah, it, it was always like, it was really just by the nature of like, once we started um, talking with Arc System Works uh, about this game because they own the IP and they were the ones that said, oh yeah, like go crazy with Kunio Kun, go crazy with, um, uh, Double Dragon, Go Crazy with Comma Tribes. Like, they had all these old Technos games that they got the rights to about five years ago, and some of the more obscure cameos from those old Technos games and from Double Dragon games actually came at their suggestion, where, you know, we started, like, throwing in more and more cameos, and they said, oh, can you add this character, this character? Like, I, I don't even remember the name of the game, um, something, something quest, but the waiver enemy that we have, the little bear girl. Waver's Race. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's there's this. Uh, uh, I can't even find anything of it. There's this super obscure like like combative dice technos game on NES, and they said use this girl, and it's just this weird girl in like a bear costume who throws <laughs> dice. We're like, all right, so that's one of the twelve enemies, and then you know there's Linda from Double Dragon is there, and uh, uh, the guy who looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger, the cyborg from right. Double Dragon Two, is in there. So. Yeah, a bore. So a lot of that stuff was just uh, some of it was me and Bannon coming up with it, and then some of it was just you know Arc System Works seeing how deep of a dive this game was going to be, and just saying, <laughs> "Oh, you got to add this guy, you got to add this guy," and so it was just kind of both companies geeking out together. Yeah, and it really kind of turned into like a love letter, really, as far as like with River City Girls, like adding in all these like characters, all these references. Um, and it's, it's just really amazing to see all that, especially like with me, like who grew up on like a lot of these games too. Since since Kishimoto did make the Kunio Kun franchise as well as the Double Dragon franchise, um, did you two like ever get to like to meet him or consolidate with him at all? Like with River City Girls, I slightly worked with him on Underground for a bit. He kind of was the one to okay all my design choices, but other than that, I never got to meet him in person. Yeah, because you guys had started slightly before Arc got the brand, right? We we did start before they yeah, did, yeah. yeah. So I was working, Kishimoto was the only person we were really answering to. Okay. Uh, we, and with, we started working on girls, um, unfortunately never really got to meet him, but, you know, we, we did our homework. So as much as possible, we would look at what had been done in all the previous games, what was worth carrying over for the new audience, for U.S. gamers, and really tried to pay homage to what uh, he and his teams had created before as much as possible. Yeah, because like, um, I know that he, he actually called himself the grandfather of the beat-em-up genre because of that reason of like making Kunio Kun and Double Dragon. I'm definitely really curious like to hear like on what he thinks about River City Girls, but you know, as far as like what the reception has been, and certainly from my own experience with the game as well, um, I think um, I think he'll definitely be be very pleased with it. Like you know, if he, if he hasn't played it already, so <laughs> I would I would be very interested to hear what he thinks of it. Definitely, uh, Ark. You know, the Ark has been living with this brand and creating quite a few River City games in the past five years or so, and multiple platforms. So mm-hmm. we know they really embraced it. And then we've had conversations with them since release, and that was the big question for us: is okay, well, in the U.S., it's like you know half a dozen games that we really remember from this brand, and most of them aren't even connected. But this is a brand that's been fairly continuous for 30 years in Japan. What are they going to think? And so far, Ark has said that 
you know, the, the Japanese fans of the series are really embracing it and really like uh, way forward spin on this, uh, this brand with girls. Mm, very cool. Yeah. And um, with River City Girls, are there any like plans with adding in like any, uh, any sort of like modes or any other, um, any other, I guess, like tie ins, I guess, to like any of the older games, like say with like Super Dodgeball or with like the soccer game or the hockey game or anything like that? I think we'd like to, you know, really tap into all that. I remember, you know, that's some of the stuff where, uh, you know, we've got the dodgeball yard um, behind the school and you can find some dodgeballs there and in other places. But, you know, it's it's pretty much just a standard weapon you can throw and you catch it. But those are the things that I would love to go deeper. And I know Bannon really wants to go uh, deeper on that stuff, have, you know, fully functioning uh, you know, dodgeball gameplay and basketball game like with scoring and team building. And exactly. All that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like in, in their recent melee game, um, uh, the arc did, they had like a, a soccer net. And if anybody scores a goal, it hurts everybody other than the person who scores the goal. So I think those are kind of the nice little Easter eggy things and nods to the extended brand that, that we would love to put in if we get to do a sequel or DLC or anything else with the brand. And um, for like each of you, like what like what makes a Kunio Kun game? I'm kind of curious on what that definition is for each of you. That's how I got into pixel animation because I loved how expressive they were with how little they were, and just like how little of like animation they actually had, like frames. And so I love the charm of these characters, and like as a kid, I, I really gravitated towards them because you would hit them, and their eyes would bug out. Their faces just distort and stuff. And I, I knew those faces. So when I played dodgeball, I was like, wait, are these the River City Ransom guys? Yeah. <laughs> then I also noticed like when I'm playing uh, a Double Dragon game and dodgeball, I'm like, are these like little bobos that I'm fighting <laughs> in dodgeball? Basically. Because it started becoming to where like a, li- a little kid, you don't know that some games that are that have nothing to do with each other are actually connected until you start like, you learn about like, oh, this is Technos and Technos owns the rights to this. And then you play like a, a wrestling game at the arcade and you're like, this kind of looks like bigger version of River City Ransom when they did uh, the WrestleFest arcade. Right. Yeah. It was a great game too, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. It, it just has a charm and just the Kunio Kun games, especially the sports games, they just have inherent weirdness about them that I absolutely love. Like when you dunk on a basketball hoop, but you go through three basketball hoops. It just, it's weird. And I love it. Yeah, I think just the humor of it is what really stands out. Cause I, I do love classic double dragon two, but uh, double dragon two, double dragon three, even the first one, but they're, those are games that take themselves fairly seriously and try to be like a very epic kind of an adventure. I love the silliness of, of river city ransom, especially and the dodgeball games and all the sports games. And the animation just really holds up. I mean, you know, we use the uh, the um, sprites of uh, Alex ordering um, food for our little tutorial system. And if you look at those animations when they're in the cafe or when they're getting beat up or when they're, you know, pulling off their moves, they, they really hold up. Whoever they had drawing those animations back then was, you know, some of the best pixel work I, I think I've ever seen. And it just has so much charm. Um, and, and we actually like really went out of our way to try and kind of recreate a lot of those poses and a lot of the, you know, bug eyed get hits and stuff like that, just because it, it really does hold up. I mean, especially for like the eight bit generation as well. I mean, like it's, it's just kind of like amazing to see it hold up in that way and, and be as iconic as it is really like there, there's, there's really no other art style like it. 
Yeah, I think a lot of uh, games on the NES are kind of like, okay, well, this game barely got some guy moving across the ground. <laughs> and like you see kind of the struggle to create life in those restrictions. And then whoever the team was on uh, on River City Ransom is just like, no, we got this because it's just oozing with personality. And yeah, because like Mario has a mustache because they needed to separate his right. mouth from the <laughs> nose. But it's like with Kunio, you saw each of their individual little goofy faces. For sure, yeah. And I was kind of curious also like on what you guys think the, the future of the Kunio Kun franchise looks, especially after River City Girls and just like the success of that and like how much people people have, have, have received that well too. Um, and certainly there have been like countless other games like before and like, you know, has, has like a legacy behind it and all that. Um, where do you think like the franchise is going to go from here? One of the things I really like that was going on even before we got to it with girls is since Arc System Works bought the brand and has been producing games, they're really leaning into just consolidating the brands. And so I think uh, they, they, I forget what the game is called, but there's a game coming out that's kind of a remix of their Melee Brawler game. And I want to say that it was like touting something like 180 playable characters. And so that's what I really love is like seeing them like consolidate the lore and like bring everybody back who's ever been in a game and bring all the NPCs back and have them all playable. And, you know, like if you play River City Melee, there's versions of Masako and Kyoko in there in the kind of like blockhead NES style. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. for me, um, I, I hope that we get to do more, you know, stuff in the River City Girls style. And I'd love to see us, you know, revisit Double Dragon like we did with Neon. Um, mm. But for the brand, it's been really just impressive watching what Arc has done to really kind of, you know, uh, uh, almost kind of just put it together like an encyclopedic uh, collection of characters and worlds and storylines and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, like, it really does show like how much lore that there is in the Kunio Kun franchise and like, I don't know, I guess how much untapped potential there is really in it. Um, because when you break it down, I mean, like a lot of people see River City Ransom and games like that. Um, basically as like a beat-em-up RPG in a lot of ways. And I could certainly see, like, say, for example, like an actual RPG, like a turn-based RPG done in the Kunio-kun, like, style, basically. Um, and obviously, like, with some, like, beat-em-up elements evolved into it. Uh, but, like, I, I think um, I think there could be, like, a lot there. And certainly if you, you know, if you explore... Um, like a lot of these like other characters all these like you know all these characters who you kind of like touch upon have as like bosses and enemies and all that stuff in your game um you know it's uh there, there's definitely a lot of untapped potential basically in it yeah, the thing that i really want to see and i'm hoping happens is in addition to whatever we get to do the characters that we came up with like noise and habari and sabako and some of the bosses and stuff mm -hmm. i hope they get folded back into the japanese games i would love to see like the 8-bit looking versions of the characters that way forward came up with was um habako is that the um uh the spider lady habari yeah habari sorry yeah okay yeah so habari yeah like like habari i, I like that boss fight a lot I, li I liked her character a lot and yeah i i, I could totally echo that like um as far as having her uh, come back in some way or like even seeing like an 8-bit version of her I think would be really cool for sure but yeah so congratulations guys on the success of River City Girls and thank you very much for speaking with me about the Kunio Kun franchise absolutely yeah. thanks for having us
What's up, everybody? My name is Garrett Morlang. Hey, everybody. I'm JJ Prudham. And we are the Super Gamer Boys. And we are the preeminent video game podcast in the entire world. We are trying to take over the world with all of our comedy, with news and whatnot. And we are so excited to be members of the HP Video Game Podcast Network. Yes, we bring you uh, all the news you want to know every week. We bring you movie reviews, game reviews, uh, and all the goofs you want to hear. So come check us out every Wednesday on your favorite podcast service. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.